Hey there, podcast listeners. Welcome to a new episode of Field Days, an award-winning podcast about news and hot topics related to the Michigan Department of Corrections. Here are your almost witty hosts, Chris Gouts and Greg Straub. Hello and welcome to a new episode of Field Days podcast. I'm Greg Straub, joined as always by the department spokesperson, Chris Gouts. We use the podcast a lot of times to share information about you know the great staff we have, some of the great things they do at their job, in their communities. But today, you know, we also use the podcast to share information about things we change and processes that we have um, in the department. So let's talk about some of that stuff that, uh, you know, that we've changed recently that I know staff have a lot of questions about around the annual leave scheduling. There's a director's office memorandum that went out last week that I'm sure everybody saw. And I know there's some questions that everybody has. So we brought on some experts in this area to talk about this and kind of um, hopefully clear up any questions that uh, staff still have around this uh, memo. So our experts, Chris, Jonathan Patterson and Jared Warner. I thought you meant me. Oh, no, no, you're not an expert in anything. Okay. But we do have a couple experts on. And, you know, Jonathan's been on quite a few times to talk about many things around the HR business of the DOC. Uh, but, Jared, it's your first time on, so welcome to Field Days. We appreciate you coming on. Long-time listener, first-time uh, First-time speaker. caller, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, first-time caller. Maybe somebody doesn't know, hasn't heard the podcast before, and this is the first time they're going to hear Jonathan. Uh, why don't you guys quickly just explain what you do for the DOC? I'm Jared Warner. I'm the Labor Relations Manager for the Department of Corrections. I'm Jonathan Patterson. I'm the Human Resource Director for the Department of Corrections, overseeing all HR functions for the department. And a many-time guest of field days. Jonathan's creeping up there on, on the director. I know. Almost as many times. Probably the third or fourth time you've been on. It's probably more than that, yeah. Love being on. I, I, can, I can tell. I can tell you love being on field days. So, so Chris, let's talk about this a little bit. Jonathan or Jared, it doesn't matter to me who answered the question, but why did we change this process? So historically, the uh, annual leave scheduling has been part of the collective bargaining agreements in a lot of areas. In September of 2017, the Civil Service Commission changed the uh, rules and regulations, or the rules, um, to make annual leave scheduling a prohibited subject of bargaining. Um, so what that means is it's coming out of the collective bargaining agreements as of January 1, 2019, and the department is uh, then left with filling that void uh, with the scheduling process. Uh, so what we've done is we, we convened a committee, uh, several people from, from management and, and throughout the department uh, were on the committee, and we developed a, an annual leave process uh, that, that provided some consistency throughout the department. Well, yeah, and, and you should also say on the committee was every administration represented, CFA, healthcare. Yeah, absolutely, FOA. yeah. We had, we had it from uh, healthcare, we had it from CFA, we had uh, FOA, um, all, all, all throughout the department. We wanted Good. a voice from everybody so everybody could uh, be included on the process. So let's talk a little bit about the process. What, what changed in it? I, I mean, I'm, I, I've seen the director's office memorandum. It looks very similar to the previous process, but what, what changed specifically? Uh, what we're trying to do is create a, a consistent process across the board. Historically, it had been in the uh, collective bargaining agreements, and uh, you know, it's a lot of different variations throughout the, the Department of Corrections. Now, the process uh, is pretty uniform um, in, in many of the areas, and at least in the, the DOM, if that applies to your area. The, on the first pass, you can select uh, it's one prime week or two non-prime weeks, sure. um, and the same thing during the second, process, uh, second pass of the, the book. Those prime weeks will be identified by uh, human resources every year. Those, those include like holidays, sure. uh, the summertime months, hunting I know is a big area for a lot of people in the department, so that's been included. A lot of people are uh, find that an important time of the year. Um, so these different prime weeks are, are laid out, and, and then once the, the first two passes go through, 
uh, the the third pass you can pick any five days that you uh, you want any anywhere throughout that's that's left open. Sure. And um, how does seniority play into this? I I know seniority is a, is a hot topic. So we've had a lot of questions about seniority, uh, and people think that you know we're we're stripping away seniority rights, and that that was not absolutely not the intent of this. Uh, when we implemented the process, we wanted to you know maintain some seniority rights, but we wanted to to balance that with with people um, throughout the department who. Uh, may not have had these uh, vacation times, these prime vacation times before. We've heard stories uh, prior to there was a 17-year employee and hadn't had a holiday off uh, in, in the 17 years that they'd worked here. Uh, to me, that, that didn't seem um, like something that we, we should continue. I think we were looking more towards you know keeping the seniority in place, uh, letting the people uh, with higher seniority pick the, the days that they, or the, the higher prime time yeah. and then allowing for the uh, newer people at least get some sort of some slice of the pie so yeah i guess maybe just make sure we're, we're clear so if you have the highest seniority in your field office or in your uh, facility you're going to pick the pick first you're going to pick either one prime week or two non-prime weeks absolutely and then yeah. it'll go through everybody else and then it comes back to you for your second choice right yeah the highest senior person is still going to select first and then and, and they're going to be at the top of the list to, to pick whatever days that they want um, and they, they can make their selection, like you said, it's either one prime week or two non-prime weeks. Um, then it's going to go so on and so forth through the, through the list. And that's, what, that's how that balances out, the, the prime weeks and non-prime weeks. It just, it, it just gives some uh, bite at the apple from, for the lower seniority folks. But we still wanted to give the prime picks or the first picks to the more senior people. And getting to another reason as to why we want to do this, I think you're, you're starting to get at it, but, but it's because depending on what part of the department you were in, it was possible for a, a, a higher seniority employee to take all of their weeks that they might have had available to them, whether it was four or five or six weeks off for the year. They could, on the first swoop, pick all the, all the vacation spots that they wanted. And then by the time it got to the low seniority person, there was nothing. And, and, and not even on the, the first swoop. It's just when everybody would make their selections, everything would go to the, to the most senior individual. So, yeah, they, all of the holidays, like I said, that 17-year employee who wasn't able to take a holiday off uh, can now maybe spend some time on the holidays with their family. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then, and we think that that's important to, to employees to, uh, for retention and, and you know, keeping employees happy and, and, and satisfied. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Some of the things, some of the feedback that we had received before this was that when we talk about retention, we had had some staff actually leave the department um, because within their first few years, they were unable to take any what they would consider prime vacation times in the summer around the holidays. And we wanted to be able to try to make it more equitable, provide a good work-life balance for some of those employees that are new and so, like Jared had talked about, we still honor, you know, employees with this seniority by giving them the first picks um, through the vacation pass. But this spreads it out a little bit more by, you know, making it equitable by the um, prime and non-prime weeks. Well, Chris, you understand a little, little bit better about annual leave scheduling now? I think I do. Oh, honestly, hopefully they cleared up. Um, you know, some of the confusion out there that I know I've, I've got questions about it. I'm sure you guys have gotten questions on it. Seniority still matters. That's something that's important, and it's hopefully this is a, a fair and equitable process um, and it's, that's consistent throughout the whole department. Just, um, just one thing, if, if I can add, um, you know, we're, we're interested in hearing feedback. We want to hear the good, the bad. Uh, we want to hear everything. So to, to the extent anybody has feedback that's listening to this or to, that know people that are listening to this, that it's affecting them in a positive way or a negative way, we want to hear about that feedback because we need to know, do we need to tailor this? Do we need to change it? Because we can do that now. We have the, the ability to make changes to uh, – 
the, the DOM and in a way that would be meaningful to our employees. So we want to hear from our employees, you know, what's, what's working for you, what's not working for you, uh, but we need specifics, you know, what, what are the areas uh, that we can work on and improve. Yeah, I think I think that's important. Like uh, Jared, or Jonathan was saying, that this is about you know try to make it more equitable and fair because we, retention is a big piece, and we hear over and over again that, uh, our our biggest focus right now has to be on retaining our employees because in those first one to two to three years, that's when the higher highest percentage of our new employees are leaving in those first couple of years. And if if you get hired on, and we're hiring what five six hundred new corrections officers a year, we hire about a thousand new staff people uh, every year. Uh, in the department, and if it's going to be a decade or so before they get to have Christmas off with their kids, what, what chance is an employee like that going to have to, to, to want to stick around? So I think I think we're starting to get to a more fair and equitable way to do this around all throughout all parts of the department. So sure, and still taking into account seniority, which is which is no, yeah, very very important to staff who have been here for a long time. They you know deserve that too. So uh, guys, I can't thank you enough for coming on and sharing um, some information about this new process. I think it helps staff understand it better. Uh, hopefully it does. Uh, and, you know, appreciate you guys coming on and uh, talking a little bit about it today. Thank you. Not a problem. Thanks. Thank you. All right, Chris. Well, hopefully, you know, we got to share a little information about some of uh, the new processes going on around here. Uh, I, I, hopefully it helps. What do you think? I don't know. Yeah, I, I think so. I think pe- once people understand, you know, the reason behind it and, and why we're doing it and make it more fair and equitable and we're trying to incur we're trying to get more staff we've got lots of vacancies throughout the department especially in our officer ranks but but everywhere across the department and we need to hire and attract and retain uh the staff and this is the yep. key way to do it well you know like we said it a million times but seniority still matters so uh, i think it's a, a it's a great process. way to balance it like you said seniority still matters you, they still get the first crack but the the newer employees are going to have a chance yep. uh, at some point to, to get a vacation off and it and by doing so that actually benefits the higher seniority employees because if these people continue to leave um, in the numbers that they have been it's going to mean more overtime and everything else and so this is a way to help uh, everybody uh, in the whole whole system so that's a good point chris that's a very good point Um, let's talk about some other important things going on across the department and one hugely important thing is veterans day right yeah, absolutely. So uh, last year, Director Washington really made it a point to celebrate Veterans Day and all of our veterans uh, across the department uh, that work for us. We should continue rolling that this year too, right? Yeah, absolutely. You know, we, we've done so much that we actually recognized by uh, the, Mil- the military, the, yeah, the Department, department of Defense. Department. Yeah, yeah. We we're up for a huge award last year, and we actually won a, a very large state statewide award yeah, that's great. for our recognition of veterans, and so that's going to continue this year. So throughout the next week or so, you're going to see a lot of different uh, events and really fun things going on. Uh, for all of our at all of our facilities, field offices, wherever we have veterans uh, working for us, or maybe who are deployed, you know, I just saw some pictures last week uh, on social media uh, about some of our staff who have um, staff members who are going to be deployed, and they're putting together care packages for them. Uh, there's just a lot of really great things that are going on, and so I know the director hand signs uh, letters to all of our uh, veterans. Those are going to be going out. Just De- a lot of things. Deputy Director Brown is going to be out visiting uh, veterans and, and, and participating in a lot of the great events happening in FOA next week or this week. So it's going to be great. Yeah, yeah. We can't can't thank our veterans enough. Um, and because in as we're talking about our veterans, um, and we've just been talking about attraction and retention of our staff, uh, another big piece uh, of what we're doing for veterans uh, under Director Washington 
uh, is that we, for the first time, we've hired a veterans liaison in our training division. And so next week, we're hoping to have on uh, Derek Alvarez, who's the veterans liaison, uh, who's been doing just a bang-up job trying to attract uh, new veterans. And, and because of his efforts and, and the focus that Director Washington's <laughs> put on veterans ac across uh, the department, about a quarter of our new uh, corrections officers, uh, each academy, are veterans. And when you think about you know corrections being a paramilitary organization, yep, right. it's a natural fit. Uh, and so we've been doing a lot to uh, attract veterans and, and, and talk to them about uh, coming to work for the Department of Corrections, where you can continue uh, in your military service and making a difference in people's lives and helping your community. Uh, it's a natural fit. And so we'll have Derek on to talk about uh, those efforts and why corrections is a great fit for, uh, for veterans. Well, I got to tell you, I didn't know a majority of what you just said. So I'm excited to have him on. That's pretty typical. Yeah, I know, story, story of my life, right? But uh, no, I'm excited to have him on to uh, to kind of share some of the stuff that he's doing because I'm inter interested in, in knowing more about that. So, hey, just like me, tune in next week and uh, hopefully we can learn what's going on in the department and a uh, new episode of Field Days Podcast. All right, as always, thank you for listening. We'd love it if you would help us spread the word about the podcast. You can do that by subscribing to the show on iTunes and leave us a review. You can always follow the department on Facebook at... MI Corrections and on Twitter at Michigan DOC, as well as the FOA account at MDOC FOA and the CFA account at MDOC CFA. And you can send any questions you have to the show using the hashtag AskFieldDays. Until next time, thanks for tuning in to Field Days Podcast.